What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we are fully breaking down the Alabama-Tennessee matchup. It is the SEC game of the week. We'll be joined by Luke Robinson of Locked on Bama and Eric Kane of Locked on Vols. It's an SEC crossover edition. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered throughout the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. It is Bet Online. It is where the game starts. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and LockedOnSEC.com. And we got plenty to jump into, so let's do it as we welcome in our special guests. Joining us for a little bit of a crossover edition, we welcome in Luke Robinson of Locked on Bama as well as Eric Kane of Locked On Vols. Fellas, good afternoon. How are you? Luke, let's start with you. Uh, kind of give us your assessment. Here we are about the midway point of the season. Where are you on this Alabama team? Undefeated, but play, to, play with fire a couple of times already. I think Alabama is a, a microcosm of the college football as a whole. I mean, there's not really a, a dominant team out there this year that, that everybody's scared of. Um, there's not really a dominant player, I think, that's running away with the Heisman. Um, there's a lot of ambiguity out there right now. Uh, Alabama's got a lot of question marks still, too. Um, but first and foremost, will Bryce Young play this weekend? I think he will. Uh, I think he'll be fine. Um, but Alabama's got question marks all over the place. I mean, why does this team that's coached by Nick Saban that has five-star defensive back talent uh, only have two interceptions and one of them by Will Anderson this year. That's kind of weird. I mean, Alabama is known for creating turnovers and, and scoring off those turnovers, and that just has not happened this year. Um, I think quarterback pressure-wise, Alabama's doing fantastic. Really, defensively, Alabama's like first in a lot of categories around the SEC, um, but it feels like for some odd reason the defense isn't doing as well as they should. It's, it's just um, – it's a hodgepodge right now with Alabama. Look, we are a spoiled, spoiled, spoiled fan base. So it, if anybody else had these statistics that probably wasn't Georgia, everybody would be thrilled to death. Alabama fans are worried to death. And um, it's not justified necessarily, but I think that um, things are better than people believe they are. At the same time, there is certainly cause for concern. Yeah, it's it's interesting. They're getting those pressures. They're just not finishing with the, you know, monumental amount of sacks that everybody was kind of expecting from this defense this year. Eric, it's funny, you know, I always ask you, you know, where are you on the Vols? And it feels like every week you build up more confidence in this team. Where are you on the Vols right now? I mean, it's hard not to be confident with uh, with the way they're playing right now, especially offensively. Uh, that does not mean that there's not question marks or there's not deficiencies because you know, pop on the tape and watch that Tennessee defense about every other game, and it'll give you something to worry about for sure. But uh, great bounce-back effort for that defense against LSU. LSU's not Alabama. I recognize that. But that was good to see heading into this game. But overall, I mean, it's been fun. It's been fun to cover this team so far. I mean, you've got Alabama this week. You've got Georgia coming up. I mean, those are, you know, the cream of the crop, right? And you're going to see exactly, you know, how good you are. You know, are you, are you really a top-five team in the college football, like a contender right there? Um, do you have a chance to go to Atlanta this year? I mean, you're going to find out over the next month. So 
Uh, but it's fun, man. Um, what I tell everybody is if you have a quarterback that's playing like Hendon Hooker, you got a play caller like Josh Heupel, and, and that marriage just continues to to grow and blossom. I mean, you have a chance to win any football game, this one included, especially especially the way that Hendon is playing right now. So it's been a whole lot of fun. Um, but, again, it's Alabama this week. History and plus just th- this team right here, it's a good team. And uh, I expect, a, obviously, a, a pretty physical football game on Saturday. Well, I always like to uh, get, jump into it, guys, by talking about what's the biggest storyline for each team heading into this game. And Luke, we'll start with you. Um, I mean, I guess it has to be the quarterback spot. And if it is, talk a little bit about what you've seen from Jalen Milrow. And if it is him this week, you know, do they have they seen enough pros and cons with him to kind of say, okay, this works and this doesn't work, and maybe they have a little bit more confidence in him if it is him or if it is Bryce Young. Either way. Yeah, the the view from the nosebleeds to me was Jalen Milrow was not given the best game plan necessarily to succeed. I felt like so many times he was sitting in the pocket and he wanted to take off. It felt like he wanted to take off and run, which is probably his natural instinct. But there was something in the back of his mind that said, hey, I'm supposed to stay in this pocket and I'm supposed to see if somebody comes open. Well, I would – I mean, me personally, I would prefer that Jalen Milrow be a one-read-and-out guy. I mean, that's kind of what we did with Jalen Hurts, it felt like, when Jalen Hurts was a freshman in 2016, and it worked beautifully. Uh, Jalen Hurts went up to Knoxville and had a masterful game up there. So it, I think Jalen uh, Milrow can be that kind of guy. Um, I don't want to give him too much to absorb. And here's the other thing. Alabama has some nice wide receivers, but they don't have the kind of wide receivers that are going to help a quarterback out necessarily right yet. They they just don't have that chemistry. So, yeah, the biggest story is if Bryce will play. And I want to preface this by saying I think Bryce will play and be fine, okay? But let's pretend he's not. Then I think Jalen Milrow was very, very nervous last week. It's one thing – to come into a game against Arkansas when you're thrust into duty, you end up with a, a 28 to nothing cushion, and then you have to sort of you know rely on your instincts to uh, put the game away late. And he, you know, we saw on that 77 yard run what kind of talent this kid has. But it's another thing to start off the game in what everybody had circled as the biggest game of the year. I mean, they had you know several different highfalutin folks there, big recruiting weekend, CBS at night, all those things. And the bright lights were shining brightly on him. And he he got a little nervous. And that's, that is certainly understandable. I mean, I'm not saying he can't get over that because I think every one of us would feel that way. But um, this is going to be a wild scene and Knoxville is going to be bananas. I mean, they are a desperate, desperate fan base. I mean, in the nicest way possible because they are desperate to beat Alabama. They're desperate to be relevant again. And if they get this win, they certainly will be. Yeah, when somebody's been kicking your butt for over a decade, you want to you wanna finally stick it back to them. Uh, Eric, biggest storyline for you heading into this week, it sounds like Cedric Tillman going to be back? Uh, the, the word is hungry. Hungry, hungry fa- uh, fan base. Like hungry, hungry hippo. It's hungry, hungry fan base. You see the way that the fan base supports the baseball team. It's baseball, right? I mean, that's fun. We all love baseball, at least me and Chris do. But, uh, you know, it, that's not that's not football, right? They just want a winner. Um, Cedric Tillman, we'll see. Um, if you would have asked me this last week, which you did. Uh, actually, you didn't ask me last week about the Alabama game. You asked me about the LSU game. I would have told you last week that I don't think Cedric Tillman would have played against LSU or Alabama. Now that's been a week, you know, time, and you continue to rehab, and it's he's approaching a month out from the injury, so 
you know, we'll see. I think it's going to be very much a game time decision. Maybe even throw him out there and warm up to see what's going on. If he does not play this week against Alabama, he will not play next week against UT Martin. And the next time you will see him uh, is against Kentucky in two weeks. So we will see. Um, that's obviously a storyline. Tennessee's done just fine without him. But again, you're talking about one of the best receivers in all of college football. You'd much rather have him there. And don't forget, uh, he had 18 targets at Pittsburgh. He is very much Hendon Hooker's security blankets. And, and having him and Brew McCoy on opposite sides, two big physical specimens of wide receiver, that's what you like in this offense. So Cedric Tillman, storyline. But also another storyline, guys, it's just uh, kind of what you were, you know, Luke, you were kind of referencing, man. Tennessee is just, you know, it, it's it, it had this stage against Florida, and it succeeded. Um, it went down in a big-time LSU game a sold-out crowd, 11 a.m. local time, and it whooped their butt, you know, and they just continue to rise to the occasion. This is going to be a completely different animal because, number one, it's the best team Tennessee's seen all year. Number two, it's Alabama, which is the cream of the crop in college football. It's a team that's beat you 15 years in a row. Um, it's a different type of challenge, but can Tennessee once again rise to that challenge and not only play football to try to win this football, play good football and try to have a chance to win. But, I mean, guys, the last five matchups, it's been completely one-sided at the end of the game. It's a moral victories here and there. I mean, Tennessee was you know, giving Nick Saban fits on the sideline in the fourth quarter last year in Tuscaloosa. But at the end of the day, they lost 52-24. So, you know, can you play four quarters of football against a you know one of the best teams in the country? Are you there with Josh Heupel we're going to find out on Saturday. I think that, uh, man, it should. Uh, everybody's excited, not just in Knoxville and Tuscaloosa, but around college football. It should be a really, really exciting game. What are some of the big key matchups to watch for in this one? We'll get to that in just a second, so hang tight, guys. Uh, real quick, I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting throughout this season. We're already halfway through. If you haven't gotten in yet, what are you waiting for? Get all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game. You can find it over at Bet Online. They continue to be your number one source for all your sports wagering information. They got live betting, up to the minute scores, every sport out there. Head on over to betonline.net. You can do so on your mobile device and learn more. Friday's show, we're always breaking down all the latest Bet Online odds for all the SEC games going into the weekend. Bookmark it in your phone. It should be the first place you check every week uh, going into all the Saturday Slater games. It is Bet Online, and it is where the game starts. Continue on here, Locked On SEC Crossover Edition, previewing the SEC Game of the Week, and it is a battle of top 10 teams. It is Alabama versus Tennessee. Luke Robinson of Locked On Bama, Eric Kane of Locked On Vols. And guys, let's get into some key matchups here. Luke, we'll start with you. What is a key matchup that you're looking for in this game? When we talk about, is it Bama's run game, where Jameer Gibbs has really gotten going? Is it Bama's secondary, which has had its ups and downs? What's the key matchup you're looking for going into this matchup? I think the easy answer is Alabama's secondary against Tennessee's uh, wide receivers. There's no doubt about that. Look, again, Alabama has one interception in the secondary. That was last week. That was caused by a pressure uh, from Chris Braswell and Terrian Arnold. Got the interception. Uh, Jordan Battle had an interception late in the game, but it was nullified by a penalty. 
Um, so, yeah, I think Alabama's going to have to create some turnovers in this game. There's no doubt about it. But I think the better answer is probably Jameer Gibbs against uh, Tennessee's linebackers, especially if Bryce Young plays. Then Jameer Gibbs becomes much more of a weapon out of the backfield. Uh, love for him to have a wheel route. Love for him to have uh, some kind of quick in where he can get the ball uh, against a linebacker one-on-one, create some space, and then he's off to the races. He has been playing out of his mind these last couple of games. He's been playing just like we hoped he would when he transferred in from Georgia Tech. Uh, he's got, what, three hundred over 350 yards the, the last two games. So uh, I don't know if he's going to eclipse 100 yards rushing again. I would love to see him do it. But I think he's more of a threat, especially if Bryce Young plays, to eclipse the 100-yard receiving mark he is Alabama's leading receiver too yeah I was uh been very impressed with Jameer Gibbs these last two weeks I don't know where they'd be without him as you mentioned um you know 39 carries for 360 yards these past two weeks but don't discount Tennessee's run game I kind of was questioning them a week ago and Jabari Small responded with 127 yards on the ground two touchdowns against LSU so the Tennessee run game starting to look good Eric key matchup you're looking for in this one yeah, I, I couldn't agree with, with Luke anymore there about the Jameer Gibbs. I mean, that's my number two matchup, so I'm going to kind of go in reverse order here. Uh, that I mean, Tennessee's linebackers on Jameer Gibbs, I mean, what a what a mismatch. What are you going to do there, right? I mean, if you play man coverage and you run that wheel route, you're toast. You, you better be hoping you're playing man coverage with somebody free over the top and cover one because, goodness gracious, that I mean, he's going to beat any linebacker in the country. So uh, that's going to be a challenge. He's going to line up out wide in the slot in the backfield. Um, he is absolutely one of the best players in the conference for sure. And he's, as you guys have pointed out, he's come along here in the last couple of weeks. So uh, defending Jameer Gibbs, that's going to be top priority. But my number one matchup is <laughs> Tennessee's offensive tackles against that man, Will Anderson Jr. Um, uh, the running joke on Locked On Vols this week is I have a man crush on Will Anderson Jr. I, listen, I just love football, and he's a football player, and he's the best one, he's the best one out there. And um, it's going to be tough. It was a good, good warm-up for Darnell Wrights and some of these guys to block B.J. Ojolari and Ollie Gay last week. Um, but Will Anderson Jr.'s, you know, he's, he's, he's much better than those guys, to put it completely frank. So um, can you slow him down? Can you limit him? Can the running backs get over and chip him? Can you keep a tight end in to, to help out? I mean, he's really good against the run as well. So limiting Will Anderson Jr., you're not going to make him a non-factor. That's just not going to happen. Um, but just trying to slow him down a little bit. And then, of course, Gordy, like you mentioned, the run game. What Tennessee wants to do offensively, it can't do it unless you have a competent run game. Jabari Small has looked fantastic the last two weeks. That would obviously help out a lot. Yeah, it was just so impressive to see Tennessee so balanced a week ago. Can they be balanced in in this one? Let me just ask you this, Luke. Uh, biggest concern for you, if you had one, in, in this Alabama game, outside of the quarterback, obviously, but is there one particular position that you're looking at with Alabama going, man, it hasn't lived up to where we thought it would be at this point? Uh, that would be all receivers, including tight ends. Um Look, Amari Nyblak had a touchdown a few games ago. Haven't seen hide nor hair of him since. Uh, Cameron Latu, been okay, I suppose. But um, it, it hadn't been what I thought it would be. And these other receivers, they just aren't – they aren't – and, again, this is unfair because they are measured against a foursome of Waddle, Ruggs, Judy, and Devontae Smith. I mean, all four of those guys are starters in the NFL. All, one of them won the Heisman. All of them are incredible, and these receivers are measured against them, so it's not really fair. But 
you would expect that one of them would have stepped up now to be sort of the go-to guy. And, and that just has not happened. And um, Bryce Young is phenomenal, arguably the best quarterback in Alabama history. He is deadly accurate. He's got everything you want. But even he needs some help every now and again. Even he needs a receiver to make a play on a ball that's thrown a little high or make a play on a ball that's thrown a little bit out of his grasp or whatever. And it just doesn't seem like that's happened just yet. I'm waiting for any receiver, any of them. And there's several of them on this team to step up. And I think it speaks volumes that Jameer Gibbs is our leading receiver right now. We should not – it should not be that way. I love Jameer Gibbs, but he shouldn't be the leading receiver right now. Yeah, you're, you're right. Kobe Prentice was a guy who impressed us in the spring game. I thought he was going to break out this year. We've seen spots, but again, like who is that go-to guy? Cameron Latu, only a, just over 100 yards receiving. We thought he would be the big breakout tight end uh, you know, season for him this year. Eric, when we look at this matchup, what's the, the position for the Vols that kind of makes you cringe or might keep you up at night thinking about heading into Saturday? And look, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to. I was not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at the situation when you were talking. You're exactly right. I mean, you, I mean it's it's this this first round receiver, that first round receiver, and like it's these guys are just like I can only be me, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, for Tennessee, you know, more, even more so than a position, you know, Hendon Hooker's been so good at protecting the football for the most part, but he had a couple fumbles uh, against LSU. One where his freshman running back just did not blitz, pick up a blitzing safety, and he got crushed. Um, he said earlier in the week that he actually saw he saw the blitz coming, but he thought it was going to be taken care of and um, boy was he wrong uh but he also you know fumbled there uh you know backed up in its own territory there against LSU and the center Cooper Mays jumped on it very thankfully so I got a hold on the football um you know can't afford to give Alabama any more opportunities uh but as far as positions I mean it's the secondary right I mean Tennessee's secondary has been you watch the tape against Florida you watch some of the tape against um you know last year in the Music City Bowl and whatnot it's uh, it's very much a, a work in progress. You're just kind of kind of dealing with what you're dealing with. you got two veteran safeties who've played so much football, but they're a step slow. One of those veteran safeties, and Jalen McCullough, actually had an off-the-field incident over the weekend. His status is very much in question uh, for Saturday's game. And they've rotated at cornerback, and they've rotated at the star position a little bit this year, but they don't rotate at safety. So if McCullough can't go... I mean, are you moving Wesley Walker back there? Is it going to be Danico Slaughter? Is it Andre Turrentine, the transfer from Ohio State? Who's it going to be? We don't know because they don't rotate the safeties whatsoever, even in big blowout games. So uh, that's a big-time question. Kamal Hatton at cornerback, Christian Charles at cornerback, uh, D. Williams coming in, getting some reps at cornerback. You know, what's how's Tennessee going to match up against? Sure, there's not the Jerry Judys out there. There's not the Devontae Smiths out there and everything, but – now these these receivers are starting to settle in a little bit. They're still good players. Um, it's going to be a challenge, regardless of who's throwing the football to them. So the secondary, though, it was you know it was decent against Jaden Daniels, who was throwing an awful lot, being down in that football game. Uh, they they need to have a really really good football game against Alabama. Luke questioning the Bama receivers. Eric questioning the Vols DBs. Sounds like that's a matchup that we'll see play out on Saturday <laughs> that we'll be keeping an eye on. All right, guys, coming up in just a second, we'll do our score predictions and what to watch for. That's coming your way next. All right, roll along here. Our SEC Game of the Week crossover edition. It is Alabama versus Tennessee in Knoxville. Keep seeing here national people say Knoxville. 
It's not Ville. It's full, right? Uh, big, Bolt. big game coming up this weekend. Luke and Eric, uh, let's get and into Bolt. it. Balls, yeah. bull. Yeah. Luke, let's get into it, man. Let's start with your uh, score prediction. How do you see this one playing out? Well, I, I, I've been debating about this. Honestly, there is a side to me that wants to pick a Tennessee win. There, there really is. I just I'm, – I'm really worried about the, the, the team overall, but – as it stands, I, I have to fall back on if you've beaten somebody 15 in a row, um, you you got to feel pretty good about beating them that 16th time, right? I mean, it, it's not – everybody loves to look at roulette, where if it's landed on, on black 15 times in a row, well, it's got to be red next time. No, no, it doesn't. Um, I think that uh, Alabama will win. I'm going to say 41-33. Therefore, they cover just by a half a point. Um I think Tennessee certainly going to get their points. I think this is going to be a game uh, in, into the fourth quarter. And, uh, look, Alabama, let's call a spade a spade, has not played great on the road this last year and a half. This is a team that used to just dominate everybody, and they have not been awesome on the road outside of one game against Mississippi State last year. So uh, I think the atmosphere is going to be unbelievable. I wish I could be there because I've been to several games in Knoxville. I've had a lot of fun there, even through wins and losses. Um, it's a great venue, especially when Tennessee is good. And I think it's going to be a knockout scene. I, I think game day made the right choice going there. And, um, but in the end, I'm not going to bet against Bryce Young ever. And I'm going to assume he's going to play and, and I assume he's going to be fine. So I'll say 41-33 Bama. I like it. The uh, It's the rare, I think, game day and SEC Nation go, both going to be there. Yeah. They only try to go to different places, but they're both going to be there this weekend. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Eric? Score predictions, what are you watching for? Yeah, you know, I, I, I am not going to be the the guy on the Tennessee beat that's going to pick the balls to win this game. I, I don't know <laughs> if there's going to be somebody else, but I'm, I'm just – I'm not going to do that. And if Tennessee wins, come at me Monday morning. That's that's fair. It's completely fine. Um, I've said it all week. Can Tennessee win this football game? 100%. Tennessee can absolutely win this football game. Um. But will they? I, I don't know. I'm going to pick Alabama 38-31 because uh, I've seen it. I, I, the type of program that Nick Saban's built, uh, obviously with Bryce Young, if he plays, even if he doesn't play, I mean, you still have quality depth. You're good at the line of scrimmage. You have uh, reserves on defense that can come in and play, especially in that secondary. I mean, you know, good football teams, championship-winning football teams have that type of depth that you can play in the second half and, and add as supplements. You know, Tennessee, where it's still climbing and climbing and climbing, still isn't there yet. And in, in these type of football games, you need all that help. You need all that different looks and stuff like that. So um, I'm not going to be the one that picks Tennessee to win. I know some people might, but it's not going to be me. I expect a good football game. I expect Tennessee's offense to to run with tempo and to give Alabama struggles early on. And then I expect Hendon Hooker to make some plays because that's what he's done his entire Tennessee career. Uh, so we will see. Um if Tennessee pulls it out, it is, I mean, Knoxville will burn. It will literally burn <laughs> to the ground. I was joking on our on our conference call last night. I'm going to be on the sideline whenever, you know, the clock hits zero. And if it's a Tennessee win, I mean, I need to, I need to bring a helmet because it's, it's going to be a madhouse. So uh, I'm excited about it. I, 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 this is the first time in six years, in seven years, actually, that I'm going into the weekend not going through the motions. I honestly think Tennessee can win this football game. I'm just not picking them to do it, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, it's funny. You know, you you beat up on somebody somebody so many times, like <clears throat> like Alabama does. I mean, eventually, it, like it, all that pent up energy is just ready to unload and release. And I think that's what we're going to see at Neyland Stadium on Saturday. I am taking. Look, I had Alabama losing one regular season game this year. Nearly lost in Austin. Nearly lost A and M. They've come close. Play with fire. Still undefeated. Look, I'm going to take Tennessee because this hey! this is this is the toughest. This is the toughest environment that Alabama, I think, is going to walk into. I thought Arkansas would get it done on Alabama a few weeks ago when they made it 28-23. I'm like, oh, okay, here come the, here come the Razorbacks. Uh, they couldn't get it done. I think the Vols get it done. 41-38, a Chase McGrath field goal late to win the game. Uh, that's how I see it playing out. Final thoughts, Eric? Yeah, I was going to say, in order for that to happen, Tennessee, you might give up 30, you might give up 35, whatever. You've got to create more opportunities for your offense. You've got to get some takeaways. I mean, you really you got you got to force some turnovers. You know, you know, jump up on a football, go up and grab a football in the air. Um, you've got to give up. You got to trade sixes for threes. You know, you you might be bad defensively, but that kind of that bend but not break mentality and create more opportunities. That I mean, that's that is complimentary football for me in the Tennessee football team. So if Tennessee's going to win, the defense is going to have to create some of those opportunities. Final thoughts, Luke. I just know this. If Tennessee does win, I might drive to Knoxville because I doubt there'll be anybody with any clothes on up there, and it'd just be a sight to see. Um, look, again, I'm a college football fan. I'm an Alabama fan first, but I'm also a college football fan. It, it And there are a lot of Alabama fans that look at the Tennessee game as the biggest rivalry, or at least they claim to. For me, it is Alabama-Auburn. It always will be. But um, And I have no – I nest, have no – problem with Tennessee necessarily. I know some people still hold a grudge against Phil Fulmer. I may not be a Phil Fulmer fan, but I've always liked it better when Tennessee is good. I appreciate this rivalry. So the fact that Tennessee is good again warms my heart a little bit. It doesn't mean I'm pulling for him. It just means, hey, I'm glad this game means something again. And uh, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. And uh, it's going to be really, really exciting. And the thing to remember with this game is, as fun as it is, it doesn't mean much in terms of Atlanta. Alabama can lose this game, still beat all their West opponents and get to Atlanta. For Tennessee, they can win this game, but you still got to get past Georgia if you want to get to Atlanta. So it's fun. It won't mean much when it comes to the SEC championship game, but it is a rivalry and it is the third Saturday in October for a reason. Guys, thanks so much for the time. This has been an SEC crossover edition previewing the game of the week, Alabama versus Tennessee. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Now you can make your second listen. Check out Locked On Vols with Eric Kane or Locked On Bama with Luke Robinson. Wherever you find your podcasts, Locked On SEC or Locked On uh, College Network covering your team every day. I'm Chris Gordy. You guys have an awesome day. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.